This podcast is intended for mature audiences. It also contains two British people talking about sex. Wait, who let the dogs out? Hello. <laughs> wow, guys. Just wow. Was I supposed to make a noise? Was I supposed to do something? Hello! Oh. And welcome to Teabags and Joysticks, the kinky video game, which is honestly a professional setup. <laughs> I am Sai. I'm Chris. And today we are joined by Titan. Hello. And Tracken. Hello. <laughs> and you boys are here to talk about pup play, yes? I believe so. <laughs> Such good boys. Indeed. Good pups. Uh, but before I can bring we get squeaky to... toys with me, <laughs> probably for the best. Let's be real. A professional <laughs> setup. Um, but before we get to that, let's head into the tea. What's the tea, Chris? Yes. So I've got some short but completely irrelevant tea. <laughs> okay. This is about Hawkeye, which is not in. Not even in the Marvel site, guys. Like it was. It was wait, like wait, three no, no. Ago. Okay, right. This what? is about. It's kind of about Christmas, which is completely the wrong time of the year. So um, this is cold tea. Well, it's a tea that I've only just noticed. So this tea has expired. <laughs> okay, so someone brought you tea and you left it on the side. Let's go. Come on. <laughs> I have just read the soundtrack titles for the Hawkeye series. Oh dear god. Okay. And there are some absolute bangers of titles. Right. Like, like track titles. Like, it's so punny and they're so on point. Come on then. Hit us with them. Okay. <laughs> so like a Christmas peril. <laughs> okay. Dust I see what we're working the... with. Yeah. Dust up on a housetop. Ruckus around the Christmas tree. Okay, I like that one. That's actually yeah, that's quite good. <laughs> Making note of all this. Wreck the halls oh. with bows of holly. Uh, oh, for God's oh, sake. That's a double pun. I don't like it. No. <laughs> and this is probably my favourite one. It's beginning to look a lot like Clint's mess. Oh, for uh. sake. <laughs> okay, no, I'll grant you. They're, they're pretty good. And like, we appreciate a good pun here. Yeah. Most uh, people long don't, don't check the titles of um, songs and soundtrack albums, so uh, I'm glad they put effort in. I'm glad they did. <laughs> and the thing, like, we're, we're a fan of puns here. Like, all of our episode titles used to be puns. And yeah. we, we, like, I don't know if our listeners noticed this, because I don't think we ever made an official announcement on this. Like, we moved those into the description because it was... Uh, Slightly better in terms of the algorithms, not to. <laughs> Which I, yeah, I so can imagine. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. But yeah, like, no, I appreciate a good pun. I like that. And anyone who's missing our old punny titles, go check descriptions because they're still in there. Just move. Yeah. Um, First line of the description yep. is there. <laughs> but no, okay. Now I'll grant you that one. That's old tea, but a good tea. So. <laughs> <laughs> Before I get going, Titan, Tracken, do you have tea? Would one of you like to go first? I don't know which way you uh, like to do these things. No, I, I've i sort of been in my own bubble, you all know this. <laughs> so, like... <laughs> That's fair. I, I'm aware there are things going on in the outside world, but <laughs> dissertations will do this to you, so... <laughs> Oh, dissertations are a bitch. Yeah. I'm sorry, but they are. I have every sympathy for you right now. <laughs> Just doing the dissertation can be tea in itself, honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. It's fine. It's Larson fine. didn't do a dissertation. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, yeah, puppies, no fighting. <laughs> I don't have enough right. muscles. It's a trade-off for having a toss degree. Yeah. <laughs> Titan, you said you had uh, tea? I can piggyback off Chris's tea loosely okay. of, I don't know, superhero-themed things. Go on. Tracking and I went and saw the Batman. Um, I have not seen this yet, so please no heavy spoilers. No, 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 no spoilers. Yeah, um, no, don't worry. The I was not expecting a lot. I liked the early trailers. I thought they were artistically interesting. Yeah. Um, and then as more trailers came out, I got less interested because 
they drifted into the um into the sort of grey kind of uh Zack Snyder esque visuals. Mm. I was like, mm, not so sure. Really, really impressed by it. I think it's really? yeah, my favourite uh, it depiction. Was... I'm not I'm not a superhero guy, I'm not like a Batman guy particularly. I think it's my favourite depiction of all of those characters that I have seen. They have the most um interesting interesting sort of subtleties in their portrayals um, of any ones I've seen, save for maybe like cartoon ones, because that's like a whole different ball game. Yeah. I mean, um, I'm sorry, you're not going to beat like Batman Beyond, etc. Yeah, no. In the cartoons. I, 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 I still say my favourite Batman movie is the Lego Batman movie, because you can't you, you can't top perfection. Mm. Um, and then it's the Batman. <laughs> I try. <laughs> I'll yeah. I don't know, people have taught me. <laughs> I don't... <laughs> You're in you're you're in the other room, so I can't spray bottle you. Um, <laughs> um, um, my my only other thing to say on it is um just sort of just about it is I I appreciated how they made it. I think they they finally hit the nail on the head of something they've tried to do before, and personally, I don't think ever really achieved in that they shot they it's not really a superhero movie. It's mostly a like a neo noir. And they shot large portions of it. Most parts focusing on on Batman. They shot like a sort of an action horror. Yeah, no, um, it's, okay. Which I think really works in its favor. Yeah, no, I would just, I would say it's possibly the closest Batman has ever gotten to a horror movie, and I mean that. And I hate horror, and I mean that affectionately. <laughs> I yeah, love horror. So I'm yeah, making me apprehensive because I do not do horror. <laughs> I know. I, I think you'll be yeah. fine. It's more the framing of shots and yeah, things it's like less, that. I, it's less a scary movie. More, um, everyone around Batman is terrified of him. Yeah, okay. I won't. I won't spoil the main thing that made me think that because it's yeah. very early, and I think it's a lot of people probably wouldn't consider it a spoiler. I it was one of my high points of the entire movie, so I won't. Um, yeah, I won't talk uh, about that, but mm-hmm. the, the example I will give is a fight scene where it's in a dark corridor and the only light is gun muzzle flashes going off every so often, and in those you see Batman in different positions, you know, flipping and spinning and doing all the shit, but it's it's very much presented as, like, this is on his terms, you cannot see him unless you are flailing and trying to yeah. kill him and then he is killing you. Yep. Seriously okay. maiming. <laughs> yeah. It's non-fatally yeah. maiming. Non-fatally no. maiming. Never. Okay. I'm, I'm going to have to give that one a look. So I just put it off seeing it, not really for a good reason, just... I've been busy. Yeah, no, fair enough. <laughs> and it's, un- un- honestly, yeah. Robert Pattinson as the Batman just doesn't really immediately sell Which it to me. Which is interesting, because I actually think it might be my favourite depiction of the Batman. Yeah, but we were also immediately sold because we're fags and like <laughs> the funny Twilight people were there. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Give right. me Christian Stewart poison ivy. Yeah, no, it's the, the the one thing I will say about um, Pattinson's depiction of a Batman is it's the only it's the only Batman I can see where like his par- his parents are ki- his parents are killed. Um, and therefore, the logical conclusion of him is to dress up like a bat and beat people up. That's the that's the pretty much the only <laughs> Batman I can see in that logical progression. Yeah, and that that sort of is that because it's Robin. <laughs> yes, actually, <laughs> he sells it. Yeah. He just he just kind of sells it. the The only two pieces of licensed music in the film are a rendition of Ave Maria and a Nirvana song, and it okay. really. It sounds stupid, and it kind of is. It's a little bit edgy and sort of posery, yeah. but in a way where you're like, "No, this is what this is what this man thinks yeah. of himself. This man thinks he's real, like spooky shit. He was absolutely yeah. a scene kid. Yeah. His yeah. his Batmobile is just a muscle car with a jet yeah. engine. It's isn't that all the original Batmobile was? Possibly not the TV yeah, possibly, ones, but like it's a like. Possibly, it's the most plausible Batmobile as well. It's very much. I'm not a car guy. It's very much the end of the Tumblr from the um uh the Dark Knight movies, which is cool but inherently stupid. I like the Tumblr too. I think I think what Tracking means is it's the opposite end. Yeah, it's the the opposite end of the spectrum because of equally good. They're they're two 
strong ends yeah. either side of the spectrum. One is one is like this is a highly yeah. technical piece of combat equipment, and one is yo, I put an engine on my car, but like a big one. <laughs> it's got blue flames. Uh, Patterson, uh, Patterson's, right. uh, Patterson's Batmobile is just a muscle car with a big engine on it. Um, the Tumbler is literally just a tank. Yeah, Fair enough. Bit stupid. Fair yeah. enough. Anyway. <laughs> I mean, it's a comic book movie. It's entitled to be. Yeah, I feel like if you're going to do that, you need to like lean into it, like the old Batman movies. Mm-hmm. Though, so. <laughs> we also enough. just have controversial Ooh. takes about like superhero oh, media. Um... <laughs> We're sci-fi boys. We have we have takes. We I, won't I, bore you. I with look them. forward to these. <laughs> uh, dear. Yeah, right. Right, time for your tea. <laughs> so my tea Come is on. okay. So I can't do tea this week without talking about. Um, well, I don't even know if I'm allowed to talk about them because you know. Keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth. However, yeah, Will Smith and the entire Oscars situation, and. Not so much that situation that I want to talk about, but more the bad takes around it. Um, So, for anyone that doesn't know, like, I would like to know which rock you're under so I can come join you for a little bit once in a while. Um, But Will Smith went and open-handed slapped uh, Chris Rock at the Oscars the other night because uh, Chris Rock made a dig at Jada Pinkett Smith's uh, shaved head, which she shaves because she has alopecia. Now, I've seen a lot of very rough takes on this on Twitter. Now, before we get going, I think I should maybe put out here that I don't condone violence. I'm very, very sort of vocal on this show about not condoning violence. However... I will also say there was a little bit of me that was pulling for Will Smith in that moment. I'm sorry, but there was. Uh, let's put in here a little bit of background context, which which like makes makes me think that way. Which is one, this is someone coming after his wife on a internationally broadcast TV show uh, about a disability, which she has been very publicly. Uh, open about how many problems it has caused her, both emotionally and physically. That's not on, full stop. Let's also throw in here, Chris Rock has form at going after Jada Pinkett Smith, even when she isn't in the room. In previous Oscar awards, uh, one of them was when Jada Pinkett Smith was boycotting the Oscars uh, because of the diversity issues of the Oscars, he turned around and went, it would be like him boycotting Rihanna's panties, he's not invited. The man has form at going after Jada Pinkett Smith. I very much took this as Will Smith finally decided enough, enough was enough. And while I don't necessarily condone him going and slapping the guy on stage, if this had been someone that had come after my partner in the same way, I'd be having words in their ear going, like, Let, let's just be clear where we both stand here right now. Let's never go here again, you know? I'm not saying I condone violence, I absolutely don't, but you you don't do it, I'm sorry. Interesting to me is what's been going on online, though. <clears throat> because I have seen so many bad takes on this, everything from, you know, oh, Smith was the one that was absolutely in the wrong, there's no nuance to this. Oh, if you're saying that you in any way understand what he did, you're supporting violence. No, just <clears throat> on both counts, no. For the reasons I've already outlined. I've seen two that really irritated me. One was someone was talking about the way that Smith collected his award afterwards for, I think it was Best Lead he got it for. And he was talking about how, you know, sometimes you you protect your family, this, that, and the other, and you've got to do what you've got to do. And I don't agree with him. Don't necessarily agree with the way that he handled himself in that moment, though I understand it. But people were going, oh, this this is the voice that, you know, thousands of abused people have heard time and time again coming from their abusers I don't necessarily agree with that and the the reason that I don't necessarily agree with that is because I see the flip side of that which is what happened in that moment is what thousands and thousands of people with alopecia wish they could do or the people around them could do in defense of them because they are so sick of forgetting that shit as well 
The other one that I've seen is people going on about how this is all... Um, it's all a symptom of Will Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith having an open polyamorous relationship. What the fuck? How? No. Podcast listeners, you cannot hear this, but I am clenching my fists. (laughs) That's not how that works. Let's let's just like I understand that there has been a little bit of back and forth in media, etc., about did like was this all agreed and everything else? And here's my thing as on that as someone who is polyamorous, that's not for us to fucking know. Yeah, exactly. The key thing is, they have this kind of relationship, this kind of relationship is ongoing, they're still together, which means, like, on some level they're either working through it, or they're okay with it, we don't know what's going on inside that relationship. This is not polyamory, this is not open relationship, this is not, like, these things are not intrinsically linked. And this seems to be very much coming from the white picket. Well, this seems very much to be coming from the white picket fence crowd of, oh, you must have, you know, two partners and two kids and the dog, and that's the only thing that's ever okay because anything other than that is threatening their masculinity. Fuck off. Sorry. Hello, the dog here. Don't have kids, just have lots of partners. I'm fine with that. It is interesting you make a point about um, the attitude on different platforms. As someone who frequents multiple different social media platforms, not lots and lots, but like a, a selection, two. there two. does seem to be a... It, three, I'm going to talk about three, technically. Mm-hmm. There does seem to be an interesting demographic breakdown. My personal view is I'm not going to give a particularly nuanced view. I'm not going to really go into my feelings on it too complexly. Do I think violence is always the perfect answer to everything? No. Do I think it should be something that you really think about? Yes. Personally, based on my my feelings about my partners, how I would be in that situation, talk shit, get hit. I I would have yeah, done the same. No. Um, in my opinion, yep. given the atmosphere of the situation, I think Chris Rock's quite lucky Will Smith didn't take him out back. <clears throat> what I thought was interesting was the demographics. My 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 personal opinion seemed to be very much echoed by the denizens of, of the hellscape Tumblr.fuck. Um, where I live with my horrible little gay sci-fi um, commune friends. Twitter seemed to have the attitude of violence is bad and we should be morally good. We should never do a thing like this because it's bad and naughty and our mums and dads told us not to. And hmm. YouTube comments, as you would expect... I don't think I saw show? one yeah. that wasn't about lol he was fine with her cheating on him haha <laughs> right yeah, that's because it's like almost exclusively from the you know as far as I can be bothered to scroll before I throw up you know um and I just I I don't know what that says about demographics but it sure as hell says something yeah and I find it very intriguing oh I don't know. I'm just like, can, can we just stop with trying to assign things to, oh, it was because of this, yeah. or oh, it was because of that? It doesn't oh, God, matter. Yeah. Chris Rock was beating a cunt. Yeah, I'm sorry. Absolutely. Chris Rock, Chris Rock yeah. was doing what Chris Rock does and being a cunt. My, I feel like my assumptions, um, <clears throat> feelings on the entire matter can be summed up by uh, Lupita Nyong'o's reaction to the entire thing, who was sitting directly behind Will Smith. That's possibly the best thing to come out of it. <laughs> just like, just like the, oh! <laughs> possibly the best part about the entire ordeal. All I'm saying is, mm. hashtag not my Marty Zebra. <laughs> God damn it. Well, okay then. Ugh. <laughs> uh. That was not where I expected that to go, but okay. <laughs> but that, that was... Uh, you know what? That's where I'm going to leave it. That was yeah, the tea. Yeah, I, I feel like that's a good place as I need to leave it. <laughs> Hashtag not my Marty's ever. That's the tea. Uh. I'm okay with this. I'm okay with this. <laughs> okay. So, with tea out of the way, let's move on to the main topic of the night. Of the night of the show. (laughs) I mean, it it could be night where you are. It may be night where you are. It may be morning. Good morning, good night, good evening, hello. (laughs) But we are talking about puppy play this week. Yes, puppy play. Oh, we've got a couple of puppies here. We do. How convenient. (laughs) (laughs) It's crazy where you find them. 
before we go on, do you guys want to just introduce yourselves and how... Should we say how you see Puppy Play? Because yeah. this is one of the reasons why we wanted to get you both on. Because, like, you guys have very different views of the way that you approach Puppy Play. I would say... Chris, I know you've got a different kind of viewpoint on some of this. I have... I, next don't, I don't know if I do. Very different, but also very, very similar as well. Hmm. Comes from... I'm going to try really hard not to make people mad. Oh, yeah, just who makes someone <laughs> mad? I mean, can you really call yourself a queer person if you're not making someone angry? Um, <laughs> this is true. <laughs> right. Um, but, okay, so... Yeah. I mean, well, introductions first. I am I am Titan. I am Titan T-Dog. Pup Titan. All, all the things. Um, yeah. If you sort of snap at me, I'll probably look up and, and yeah. turn my head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I yes. And over, over <laughs> Thank you. I um dragon dog extraordinaire professional <laughs> yeah. dog. I wish I was. Um it would make sense so much easier. <laughs> the goal. Um yes, I am a dog basically. Well, not a dog, but like I like dressing up as a dog and being petted. It's a but not in the furry way. Ew. <laughs> I, mean, I, I mean, maybe, hopefully, you guys are okay with me saying this. It's, it's worth yep. pointing out, like, these are not your quote-unquote real names. These are very much your, your pup names and, and etc. And it's not uncommon to have different names for your pup self versus your... Legal self, yes. should we say? Yeah, I mean, yeah. That, that's almost always the case. Yeah. To, in, <laughs> in all honesty, it is, but not for everyone. So it's no, worth I've, I've met a few pups yeah, with no, it's... with either no name or the same as their their usual name. I have to say, most <laughs> yeah. of the people I've met who use their human name also then like they're new, yeah. and then after a while they go, actually, this suits me better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. I I was also going to say I know a, a few puppies who do have like quote unquote pup names, but usually just go by Mark. Yeah. Okay. Mark, it, Mark appears, Mark is really popular. That's a common for some one. Reason. I'm not entirely sure why. I can think of at least three or four people who do mm-hmm. that. So I personally think it's because the the kink to most people is called pup play. Mm-hmm. Pup puppy yeah. implies youthfulness and a sort of um, small bouncy energy, which is not right for everyone. Dog is generally yeah, no. a bit more neutral. Mutt is a little bit, um, a little bit punkier, a little bit more. Mm. Um, personally, my experience to people that I know that go by Mutt tend to be m- more like me. They tend to be gimp yeah. people. Essentially, we're gonna get into this. Yeah. But um, yeah, no, there's, there's a lot of different. There's a there's a, there's a wonderful spectrum, uh, as per se, and um, yeah, there's a, a wonderful spectrum, and a lot of people get lots of different meanings out of pup play and sh- and like furries and like a lot of things. Oh boy, dude, each side doesn't like each other very mm. much. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the, there's um, pup drama is a thing. Ugh. Yeah, Thank no, God it, try not to think it hasn't been as bad for a while. See, so the, uh, for a rough timeline, we've both been puppies for well as long as we've been doing king things. Four which years is, now. Yeah, four four yeah, years. Yeah, no, we we basically both both of us um, found kink fairly early ish. I think we were both. I think I at least uh, I at least was sixteen, seventeen where I started exploring uh, like. Not in uh, events, but like on the internet, because the internet is a wonderful invention. Like started mm-hmm. exploring like mi- mixtures of like kinksterness and se- sexuality stuff, and went to my first pop event. I think four days after my eighteenth birthday, and it's been a downhill trend ever since. So one thing that we hear often with puppy play is talk of. I guess pup space or pup head space or sort of. I guess there's a handler equivalent, but I don't know if there's an actual term for that. But like, what in terms of like pup space, pup head space, what does that mean for you? Can I preface this with just sort of expectations of, of when someone becomes a pup and even people have been doing it a long time. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of talk of 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 yeah head space and a lot of idolization of it. Don't feel pressured. I think 
it gets blown up as this concept that you have to achieve of like total because the core concept is you're in you're the mindset of a pup you're in your your sub zone you're you're doing your thing you're in in full puppy mode mm-hmm. that is not possible for people to achieve for a lot of people for a lot of different reasons mm-hmm. and don't ever feel pressured like you're not doing it right if you don't do something like that i as someone who who does pup play very intensely i am almost never non-aware of my human side because there's also a very yeah sort of internally anxious and overthinking person i've got ocd you know my brain's always going i don't have this sounds sort of snarky i don't mean that that's whatever i I don't have the luxury of isolating my brain into one thing yeah and for a while i did feel like i was doing something wrong by not being able to do that but it's a bit like when people talk about any kind of idealized mindset if you feel you've achieved Mm. that that's cool as hell most people won't achieve something like that Mm. because or or might only achieve it very very rarely in very specific scenarios because it's not a singular thing yeah you it's it's something you can't Mm. force so it's something you like you can make it like an easier easier process sure but it's definitely something you can't force you sort of go into yeah. it naturally and like you can you learn use... sort of ways that it works for you so for instance i have my master and i have certain certain verbal commands um set up that i shall not say lest they're used against me uh that signify Okay, you're going into puppy mode and puppy mode now, and unless you say word, you don't have permission to be a human again until I say so. Mm. Um, but that isn't. I mean, I'm sure some people can achieve stuff like that almost involuntarily through, well, quite unquote involuntarily through like hypno and stuff. Not for me. For me, that's more a a signifier. Of, right, this is what we're doing now. My mind is very much still mm. active as a person. Yeah. In that time. Yeah. But I'm just like viewing it more as I need to focus and I'm. I'm going to only focus on the puppy side of things. Yeah, it's... It... it, it from some way people talk about it, it sounds like this magical, like, ethereal thing where you become the dog, where you become the dog, uh, uh, and it's like this wonderful experience. It's not I'm like sure that. some people can manage it's that, like, but I... You st- more yeah, power to them, but I bloody can't. Sorry, become the dog sounds like one of those it, it's like, like, old proverbs you hear. You must become yeah, the dog. It's... <laughs> it, yeah, it's it's very much like the the way I usually think about it and describe it is you know when you get really really engrossed in like a video game or mm. something like that. It it's sort of very much like that. It's like you don't lose your sense of humanity and like stuff like that, but it sort of falls away and it's the only thing you're focusing on at okay. that moment. And like it'll be, and that's easy, and that all comes with the caveat: it's easy and harder for certain people. Like obviously, it's harder for Titan because he has OCD. It's harder for me because I'm just a mess. Very uh, self-consciously, not a mess. <laughs> yeah, there we go. That's the word I'm looking for. <laughs> Fair you two know us outside of this podcast. Yeah, this is so not representative of how we talk to each other. No. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Um, okay. I mean, it's probably worth pointing out at this point that Pupple is not necessarily sexual. Yes. This is something we're, I think, going to get into, because there's a a very... There's a very complex spectrum of how people perceive and engage in Pupple, and we fall at slightly different but pretty similar points. Yeah, we both both inherently see it as a sexual thing at the end of the day. Uh, It's very core, anyway. I I have feelings about how certain people not define it but um i've had some quite surreal conversations yeah um yeah i tend to find that you can do a whole it's a very very dynamic kink you can Mm -hmm. do a hell of a lot with it i fall very much into the sexual side that doesn't mean i'm fucking constantly i enjoy just like pretending to be a dog playing fetch getting scritches, having a nice time. 
but to me personally that is sexual that's the inherent fulfillment of a sexual fantasy to me Mm -hmm. yeah now that's not necessarily the case for everyone a lot of people are just doing that sort of almost like a fun role play but there are (sighs) there certainly have been a fair number of people i think it's i think it's eased off yeah there was a period of time when we yeah when we sort of started that pup play got very very popular and with that it sort of dragged a lot of people who that was their first and only thing they'd discovered and seen of of anything kink related it also it also helps that pup play is a very very accessible kink because but you to be perfect you don't really need much like not like lever or rubber and stuff like that where you need like lots and lots of gear for it pup play you don't necessarily even need gear the uh, at the like if you had to have anything i'd say a pup hood and like they're not that expensive depending on where you get one you don't even need, yeah. don't even need <clears throat> that yeah exactly for a lot of for a lot of people including i think the two of us it was their gateway kink yes I think the issue then then sort of comes from some people who maybe aren't that interest in, interested in kink as a whole. Yeah. Sort of... There was an energy from a lot of people that, like, actually we're just having a nice time and if you do this sexually you're a bit weird and you don't belong here. Um, it felt... A lot of events became, like... There will be, and not there will be no talk of sex here, and not because we legally don't have a sex license. More like, no, this isn't sexual. What do you want about? A, okay. It's a weird sort of thing, especially like, um, as of a few years ago, I think pop play obviously started out as an inherently sexual like kink, and then slowly evolved over time, and a lot of people saw it, uh, started seeing it as like. This other character kind of thing, a lot like how furry is as well. Because yeah. they've always been very, very linked. But yeah, I think the perception and lines began to blur quite a bit for a while. Yeah, I think it's worth pointing out as well that like that is where some people come into it. Oh god, yeah, that's. Oh, absolutely. I know m- most people we know are both furries and pups or pet players. Mm. Um, yeah, but there there tends to be some kind of line. I think the way I usually describe it is that putt play is a kink that includes things that you can do socially. Furry is more like a <sighs> lifestyle is a very overused word, but it's sort of a a lifestyle and culture that a lot yeah. of people do sexual things within mm. because yeah, they no, are horny people. It, it, it's a right. weird sort of com- uh, complex thing of like you get to sort of be this other person, this like other mm-hmm. personal other yep. persona, and that that attracts like what's the word? Um, the people on the outside, the people on like the edge and outside of like mainstream society. So it, it attracts like a lot of like queer people. It attracts lots of um, neurodivergent people. Neurodivergent people, people lots of people with. Um, Pro- difficult yeah. personal histories that they need a more detached yeah exactly it's themselves. it's sort of like this easier way of expressing yourself and i think that's the main draw to it certainly was the main draw to um pup play and i think the problem what uh, the problem is that um whilst the uh, whilst this there was this one unifying thing that brought a lot of people together they didn't all necessarily see it in the same way because some saw it as like a sort of sexual thing and some saw it as like this like other persona thing because it did sort of coexist, but like a lot of people saw it as a sexual thing as well. And I, that think isn't... I think that's true of a lot of, uh, I guess, gear-related fetishes. Um, oh, yeah, like absolutely. You, you look at the leather community, for example. There is a lot of people within the leather community that is very much... Like I find the leather enjoyable to wear. I find I find it very much a a turn on to see a guy yeah. in leather, but it's not necessarily a sexual thing to them. I it doesn't enter the bedroom. It does. It doesn't really sort of play that far beyond. Hey, you look great in leather, and I'd love to get you out of it. You know. Yeah. Whereas it's... there's other people where it's like mm. the gear stays on no matter what, and if I'm meeting up with someone and I've had to come in textile, I need chance to change into my yeah. leather. Yeah, it's 
it's definitely one of those things where I think it's inherent for a lot of kinks. It was just very, very surface level on pop life. Yeah, and right. I think something that stands out to me there, just the way I look at things, is to me, sort of calling back to how I said, like, just to me, barking around on all fours pretending to be a dog is a sexual activity to me. That There doesn't mm. have to be anything inherently sexual happening. My personal, like, the way my brain works is that I would look at even if I want to then just go have sex with a man out of leather, if I look at a man in leather and that's what turns me on, I'm like, okay, cool. That that means I'm finding the leather sexual in some way. Right, okay. Is, is mm-hmm. sort of my... Yeah. But also, like, ultimately, who the fuck am I to tell you how to do a yeah. thing? I'm not going to tell anyone, like, you're doing it wrong, actually. The problems yeah, only felt it. like they arose when... I think it was more. I've never found sexual pup player pup players in pups that had a problem with people being chill and social. I've yeah. only ever met militantly social only people. Yeah, and it's the thing that stands out in my mind yeah. is the time I had a conversation with someone on the internet because, of course, it's the internet. Everything is times ten. Um, about how like I think it was how their butt plug oh, tail is not sexual. Yeah, no, I remember this conversation now. Okay, see, I find that weird because isn't a butt plug like automatically sexual? Of course, exactly. To me, exactly. That was that that was the weirdness of the entire argument. I I like how it feels. You like how it feels stimulating you. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And like again, I'm not here to say like because fucking like I don't know. I'm fairly simple in my like various sexual alignments and stuff. There are lots of ace people who do lots of sexual things, and, like, I I can't speak to an, a more complex understanding of that. But I don't see why... Yeah, I, I don't understand why you would so vehemently defend, like, this thing's not sexual. I'm yeah, doing a thing no, that I've... most people would see as sexual. Most people even within the sub-community. Mm. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's one of those weird things. It's like... Okay. I think it's like this probably started off as a kind of a, a sex positive thing and, and yeah, how do we get to... It's a form of Dom Sub, yeah. Yeah. <sighs> it's it's Master Slave, it's Dom Sub. Yeah. For me, the difference between because I enjoy a lot of Master Slave play too, the difference is that's very usually very rigid and very sort of protocol heavy. Yeah. Um sort of master pet is a lot more playful. There's a lot more room to to play as a as a as a, a sub as a human sub. Mm. I I wouldn't. I mean, obviously, outside of safety and and consent, blah blah blah. I wouldn't dare disobey my dom. Right. As a puppy, if he tells me not to climb on the sofa, I'm on the sofa as soon as he left the room. <laughs> yeah. Not, not always. <laughs> I am a good boy. I swear. But like, <laughs> I don't. Just in mind... case he is this, obviously. Yeah, of course. I don't mind messing around with it because. <clears throat> so it's almost bratty. Ultimately... Yeah, yeah. There's, yeah. A, there's an element of bratty bit, without. Yeah. Um, it's it's more like a well-meaning brattiness because like, yeah, I don't know. I I, some, yeah. I I don't really do. This is the closest I get to like bratty sub play. So I get it's my only point of comparison. Yeah, it's I, I, it's very very much like I can't relate. Cause I'm not even like even as a pup, I'm like very subby. So I'm like not even close to brattiness. So it's like mm, yes, please tell me what to do. <laughs> okay, so this is interesting to me then because because you two very clearly have different approaches to this. So I'm I'm curious how you answer this. You like Titan. You used a few words there, which I kind of um, like grasped onto, which was to say that. It's very much a dom sub king. It's very much protocol, etc. And I, w- I w- was wanting to ask you before we start, like, where on the spectrum would you say this tends to sit in terms of like broad categories? So, like, for some people, they might find this as part of a degradation, dehumanization thing. Some people might see this as more of a role play. Some people might see this more of, like, you say, protocol or a general dom sub thing. Like, if you were to kind of narrow it down to sort of the broadest stroke that you can. <clears throat> Where would you say that put play falls for each of you? For me, I... I honestly think it depends on the mood I'm in. Okay. It leaks into... 
it leaks into the rest of my life. It's not something I ever really switch off. So when I'm... It, it, it's part of the reason I, I'm drawn to Pulp Players because it also matches my general personality. So I would say it probably falls more on the side of roleplay from me. But <sighs> there's a lot of degradation. I, honestly, I don't think I can answer that with a simple... Okay. Yeah. No, that's yeah. I, 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 I I that's a really difficult it. question to ask. I was thinking of it. I can't really think of it either because the the best example of it I can think of to describe it is I w- if I had to pick one, I'd say it's probably like a degradation thing more than anything else. Right. But like, in reference to my personality, I really don't like degradation stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, you're a praise boy. Yeah, no, I love praise. Um, the He's the, a good the boy. Arr, um, but the the other like sort of joke that we've been both uh, saying for years is that um, Titan was going to get me one of those dog leads that says nervous on it because that's yeah. generally my per- personality, like in and out of puppy, but especially in puppy, is I'm a very shy and timid dog. I'm a very mm. shy and timid dog who loves affection, essentially. Okay. As ever, as ever, tracking you have um, helped me clear my mind and reconsider my statement. I have a revised <laughs> answer. <laughs> okay. Basically the same thing, but with a bit more thought put into it. It's very much a fifty-fifty split. I think during, as like I said before, it's always sexual to me on different levels. Mm-hmm. When it's explicitly sexual, when it's a sex act it's much more degradation-focused. When right. it's the more playful side, it's a lot more role-play. Yeah, no, I think, okay. and the lines I are think blurry. that's how the metaphorical yeah. cookie, cookie crumbles in my sense as well. So the the way I always describe it is um, I like being someone's pet, essentially, and yes. all the bells and whistles that comes with that. So like, very much like a lounge dog of being like, like cuddled and rubbed and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And like when it switches over, it usually generally switches over into more explicit stuff. Right. Okay. I'm I'm very similar, just a bit less. Well, even a bit less cuddly. I'm a bit more also sort of slave horny. I, yeah. One one of the things that one of the things that stands out in my mind is like, where might certain things come from, Titan? Where where may you have grown kinks from? Um. <laughs> Hello to that one scene of Princess Leia on a chain at Jabba's side in in Star Wars. <laughs> hello to being hello to being someone's chained up chained up amusement device. Hello to that. Yeah. Um, sit me on a um, leash next to you and like I don't know, fondle me sometimes, please. All right. So when I play with my puppy, I'm like, yeah, because it's probably worth really... mentioning that you have a pup as well, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, my my husband is also my puppy. Yeah, his name is Ravi. Um, yeah, when I when I play with my puppy, I mean, I don't see him as I don't see it as a as a degradation thing for me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, is you know, I love my puppy, uh, and I, I've seen <laughs> you. I've seen you play with your puppy. Who doesn't you... love their puppies? Yeah, I, I think there's something that we haven't really touched on that much here, which is like there's a very playful side to it. Because oh, I've God, seen yeah. you with Revy, oh, yeah. and like you mm. and Revy are very playful. Yes, I think yeah. what, a thought I could propose here is degradation. Maybe very nearly the right word, but not quite. Yeah. It's because exactly. there's an element yeah. of, for me at least, my, my owner, like, like like you, Chris. My owner is he began as my owner. He's also now one of my partners mm. in like a romantic mm. sense. So like, there's a lot of genuine playfulness and love there i think it's a it can be and i love it when it's a more aggressive sense of degradation um yeah especially as i like it more on the sort of violent kind of side i like he's a dirty bad boy yes (laughs) (laughs) don't don't get distracted don't get distracted fan myself yeah um (laughs) the sort of other side of it is there's a very like for me at least it's a very sort of friendly loving kind of degradation reminder of the power dynamic of like my master loves me i am his dog and that's it i'm his dog yeah i am not 
on the level of him. Yes. I am not of the power or thought process of him. I just sort of want his affection and approval. And that in itself is quite pathetic. Yeah. But in like a nice way. Yeah, it's it's very, very, very yeah. similar to me. I think the only difference is between the two of us is I'm a lot more picky about people. <laughs> so, so what I'm hearing Fair here is, is that uh, Titan is very much that dog that just comes up to you and just wants all the scriptures with the constant dog wagging, uh, the constant tail wagging. Sorry, uh, and Draken, you're more you're more of the pup that sort of just stands a few steps back and just looks at the other dogs like, "What the Gets fuck are you others. doing? You don't know this person." It's, and then and then they take out the snacks. That is scarily <laughs> accurate to how it is. The one example I can think of is that of that is we were of um um a few months ago I think now um and Titan saw like this really really hot like I think it was le- a leather dom and you went you went on to him and asked can I lick your boots he said yes and you just started licking your boots and I just sort of like stood there from a distance going what the fuck is wrong with you. <laughs> <laughs> The answer is like so much. Where do we start? I'm licking boots. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. no, it's very, it's very much. Like, I mean, we... it's like God, it's worth pointing out now as well, like because yeah, I don't think we actually did it in, at the head of the show. Like you two are a couple. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yes. Yeah. No, we like... we've we met through puppy. <laughs> yes. Embarrassingly, that's, we met yeah, on puppy. Yeah. No, we have one of those awful people. Um, we. We met not actually too long after we um, both started doing pup stuff as well. It was like there's a couple of months age difference be- between us. We both started pretty much on our birthdays, and so I was just getting established as you fell onto the internet, and we met through the process of yeah, no, I, I think ordered a it. horrible, crappy, minuscule tail plug. Um, off Amazon or somewhere, yeah. <laughs> and you wanted to know more about it. Yeah, the the one one instance of me actually being brave and asking someone something. Um, that was our meet you. Yeah, <laughs> we were both doing A levels at the time. Yeah, it was very very um, much what wow. we bought. Very, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> you, you you could say it was puppy love. Indeed. Um. Oh, don't look at me like that. Yeah, no, it's... <laughs> that joke had to come up at some point. <laughs> no, the worst part... That was the, that worst, was the, the point the to put it out. The worst part is, is uh, we've been dating... We would have been dating four years this November, and it's taken us this uh, this long to come up with that joke. Uh, <laughs> so, we've spoken a lot about like what your experiences of like pup play is, like, what got you into it, etc., which is fascinating from my side because, like, I only really have experience, kind of as a temporary handler, I guess. Like, I mean, Tyson, you've been around me for most mm. of my experience. Um, yeah. The irony is that me and Chris met at a pup event. <laughs> Neither of us were pups. Neither of us were pups. It was just a case of this was a convenient place for us to meet because I knew people that were yeah. there and it's just like, well, I'm going to be here anyway. Anyway, That's how handlers um, meet each other. There's like three people in the room and they're stood up and everyone else is crawling around on yeah. the floor. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I don't have that much experience as a handler. Mm-hmm. and it, it, So I don't really know how to answer this because I've been asked this question. I never know how to answer it. Like, If someone wants to get started whether it's as a handler, or as a puppy, etc. Like, what would your advice be? Oh, like, where would you say to um, start? What would you say to sort of... How do you dip your toe in that water sort of thing? Well, it depends if you're already... You know, if you're going from a handler's perspective. Like, do you already have a yeah. puppy that you're in a relationship with? Because otherwise it's a bit... Like a way yeah. In my experience, how, like, that's how, how it works for a lot, of, a lot of yeah, animals. No, yeah. Um, yeah. The answer is, if you want to find puppies, they'll find you. There are so many. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> there are so many. Yeah. They're all called Sparky. Oh my god. Anyway. <laughs> that is well. Uh, shout out to any Sparkies that are listening. Um, no. 
<laughs> Shout out to my Sparkies. Uh, no, seriously though. Um, I can't really speak from the handle perspective. Yeah, no, me, mm-hmm. Definitely me neither. Um, <laughs> I don't know all that many people that are exclusively handlers, I have yeah, to say. No, um, I um, can't think of any actually. <laughs> No, no, it's a lie. Quite honestly, I'm the only person that I can think of that yeah. is. Present company not included, <laughs> What do you mean by... Ex- how do you mean by exclusively handlers? Well, people who don't also engage in the submissive puppy yeah. side. Um, I don't do puppies. <laughs> you found one! The list I can think of is, too, is very, very small, because I can think of basically one other person. <clears throat> I can think of a couple of people, but even then, some of them... Always get into it as a bit. Like, I know people... Because it's a very costumey kink. Mm. Um, mm. I know people who are handlers and doms, but, like, they have, like, developed a sort of... They've got a hood, they've got a pup name. They just kind of get out for fun sometimes. Yeah. Mm. Um, I, I can think of a few people like that. And also, I, I sort of flip side of the same coin. I can think of a lot of people. Like, my master is in most places, sort of branded as a pup. Um, I I sort of met him sort of presenting as a pup. We don't ever play as dogs together, ever. Yeah. We just never do that. Sometimes we bark at each yeah, other, but right. that's also because he's a massive pup. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, you know, we... we it... I think... It's rare that you find someone who is just a handler. To be fair, I think in the same way that it's relatively uncommon um just comparatively that you find someone who's exclusively like a dom top with no submissive mm. elements yeah okay like, they exist uh, just in my experience anyway and a lot of them like the people i know certainly off off out of the scene and sort of from online that kind of thing the people that i know that are have cultivated personalities and, and sort of personas of being dom tops either used to be mm. subs or mm. do still sub but privately. Yeah, no, they, right. I, I know <clears> like <throat> one no, or two, two examples of people who like of like doms who have subbed in the past and probably still do they're just, they don't actively deny it but they're quiet about it because it like sort of ruins the image for them. Okay. That's Yeah, that's not the side mm. of themselves they present. This kind of comes back to the conversation we had last week about perception and uh, the yeah. way that you know, the scene is very quick to assign. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, and I think, I think it's also interesting. That I think it's easier for people who present primarily as pups to lean dom than it is people who present primarily as handlers to ha- lean submissive, mm. because there's a dynamic within. It's just, uh, not completely unique, but it's relatively unique to pup play. There's a dynamic in there of like alpha pups so you can be a pup and still be a more dominant true. pup mm. um, yep, true. whereas it's it's a pretty yes no between being a handler and a pup like it's a, it's a pretty sort of binary situation yeah. yep um just in terms of within a scene like you you can't really you can't be a handler and also be an actively playing pup at the yeah. same time but you can be well so phrasing, my, mind, my mind just immediately goes to the, the images of like dogs walking each other. <laughs> yeah, and that is a lot more common than you would think. I think it's a lot more common um, than just like every day with the two of us as well. <laughs> yeah, it's it's obviously take all my wording with a pinch of salt. If I say you can't do that, I don't mean you literally can't do that. I just mean I, I can't really envisage a way that dynamic yeah. would work. Hmm. Um, whereas you very much can be the dom in the scene if you're being yeah, an alpha no, pup. very much. Right. Um, Pretty much. I mean, that, that... To, to be fair, that goes for for any like conversation where we have guests on anyway. So it's just like, mm. it's always a case of guests talking about their yeah. experience. So don't yeah. worry too much about that. Okay. <laughs> no, I just want to say, I want to speak of my handling experience. Because um, <laughs> sometimes, like, you know, from a sub perspective, I can lose control of my pub, and it just jumps on me. And <laughs> yeah, we'd be like that. And, and that, yeah, that kind of 
that kind of situation yeah. can happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's not impossible. That's where the like uh, playful sort of bratty sub side mm-hmm. of it comes in. Mm. Yeah, as exactly. a, as a, as like a gimp, as a, a, a human sub, I'd never do that. But as a dog, I'm like, yes, I want to give you all of my love yeah. right now. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, like, I just don't forget like my. My puppy's physically yeah. a lot taller yes. than me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> is it is it um, Doberman the breed that that can grow like yeah. stupidly tall? Yeah, it's yeah. Like, it's, yeah. Like, it's like watching one of them yeah. put the hind yeah. legs on someone's shoulders, you know. <laughs> um, but no, like so. I mean, I'll, I'll talk a little bit to my experience with with handling then, which is that like mine comes from mainly knowing pups without. Realizing I did at first, um, mm-hmm. like the pups that I knew I met through university, and it was a case of like we just general conversation brought up like, hey, they head over to kink events in, in this particular city, and then it was just like, oh, like you know, be cool to come down to that at some point because I'm interested. And they're like, sure, well, I go to this one in the in like the morning and this one in the evening, like come along, we'll go over together, sort of thing. And through that, I kind of fell into the handler side of things because, like, pup plays, it doesn't really attract attract me as a kink for me to be yeah. a pup sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Because, I don't know, like, for me, that's not the way I express myself, etc. Yeah, honest, I tried. <laughs> I, I tried. Like, I don't function yeah. as a pup. Yeah. <laughs> it, it doesn't really work for me in that respect. But... Playing with someone who who is in pup headspace sort of thing, yeah, I'm okay with that because it's just like playing with the big dog, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. And once you kind of get past that initial kind of, why is this person acting like yeah. a dog? Because <laughs> there is that. Like when it, when you're first exposed to it and you've had no exposure. To oh god, it, yeah. Which is where I was like five six years ago when I was first engaging with this. <laughs> like after that initial like, oh, this is a bit unusual. <laughs> And sort of seeing all the pups yeah, in the mosh no. pits, like, okay. <laughs> like, after that, it was just like, okay, yeah, fine. Like, I, this is this is fine. This is just chill. This is just kind of daft fun, <laughs> you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, and it's, so it's interesting like, I, that you bring, sort of bring that up, because it is easy. I often lose sight of, yeah. like, that. As someone who, again, enjoys it as a very sexual thing, I, I, I get very sort of attuned to my kind of pup self. Mm. But I also do like to occasionally take a mental step back and look at it and be like, fuck yeah, you dirty little man on the floor pretending to be a dog. <laughs> so, like, it's very... Because I know a lot of people view it much more on the sense of it's their pup self, like, like a bit like being a fairy. It's the, mm. this yeah. is my sort of pup persona. As, mm. yeah, as a, as a gimpy person, I also, I, I like that you have that, that slightly outside look of it as being like there's a lot of people on the floor yeah no, it's something <laughs> I still struggle with occasionally because I'm not really a mosh puppy I've learned I've mm, learned over the years no. I'm very much a and can... a one-on-one type, type of person I don't I find it really really hard to be a puppy in like a large space with lots of other pups can I just pause us here and ask us to just kind of give a definition of what that means as in like Mosh oh, yeah, puppy or yeah. puppy mosh, etc. Because like that's terminology yeah. that we may be not mosh, covered. If like if you haven't been to a a puppy event, um, or so a mosh is where like it's usually like in the middle in the middle of a room and lots of like play mats and lots of like puppies playing with uh, playing with each other, like throwing balls to each other and stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. Yes. I hate that word. I don't know what it is about it. Yeah, it makes but... my skin crawl. <laughs> yeah, I I think it's partially because like to me, moshing is when you're at a, a, a metal <laughs> concert and you're in yeah. mm-hmm. the pit at the front together. So it's yeah. it's it's real weird. I yeah, it's the mm, I, I that's exactly what the activity is, and it's a very yeah, commonly it's, accepted it's word for same, it. It's yeah. the same it just makes principle. me feel weird. Um, but anyway, yeah. The point um, I was making is um. I'm. I'm not. I've, Sorry, I've learned yeah. sort of the hard way over the last few uh, few years that I'm really not a mosh puppy. It. 
I mm. have a praise king. No. <laughs> I very much need to be praised at all t- uh, times. Fair. And um, I sort of, uh, in a mosh um, as well, I have a hard time sort of disconnecting from reality. I sort of just keep looking around and say, mm. this is weird and stupid. <laughs> You're a very yeah. self-conscious person <clears throat> and very introverted and you you don't yeah. sort of let go of yourself. Constantly. I think it's also worth pointing out <clears throat> that like, I might, and maybe I'm talking out of turn here, so if I am, tell me. In my experience, a lot of puppies do tend to have a bit of a praise king. Yeah, no, I feel, I feel like that's one of the other main oh, yeah. to it. Oh, yeah. yeah. You... I, I don't think I've ever met a puppy who doesn't have some yeah. degree of praise kink. And if you either you either have that you either have a praise kink, you have a bad dog being told off kink, yeah. or you have both. But like <laughs> you usually have at least the praise kink. Because that's just kind of when yeah, you're doing like... something with like Everybody loves everybody loves having their head pushed down in the dick and stroked and being called a good boy while they're sucking someone off. Everybody likes <laughs> sitting down and being petted and being called a good boy in 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 a club. Okay, praise, praise kink fits like any scenario you might feasibly do, whatever kind of pup you are. Hello, listeners. Chris here. So we recorded for quite a long time for this episode, so I decided to split this episode into two halves so you won't be constantly listening to us talking for two hours non-stop. The second half of this episode will be released next week instead of the normal two-week gap. That's a promise. This episode is edited by DB and J Chris, our guests are Pubs Tracking and Titan. Our soundboard comprises royalty-free audio. The opening and ending music is Quarter Conundrum by DOAK. Thank you for listening to T-Bags and Joysticks.